Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number four, we're going to be talking about flipping vintage photos. That's right, we will. One of the reasons for doing this is because vintage photos are off the radar of most pickers and sellers. And that's too bad because to begin with, there are a lot of photos available to pickers. I mean, who doesn't have boxes or albums full of family photos? Plus, the prices of these photos are very reasonable, mm -hmm. uh, and the resale profit margins can be extraordinary. Um, how about you, Dana? Have you sold photos in your eBay store? I have, Wayne. I really do enjoy picking through photographs and coming up with stories and getting them listed on eBay. I've done well. How about you? One of my favorite things to sell is ephemera in general, and I have sold some photos. I'll tell you what I like about it is that when you go into uh, a flea market or an estate sale, those are my favorite two places to look for them. Estate sales especially because when you go into an estate, it's just overwhelming. All yeah. the stuff in somebody's house and to go through it and get it organized. And the last estate sale that I did for someone, I had 10 people working the sale and they worked 300 man hours to get that sale ready. And that's a lot of work. Yes. And there are some things that you just don't go through in any detail because it takes too long. You don't mm -hmm. go through boxes of pictures, stacks of old magazines. You don't pull every book off the shelf sure. and see if it's a first edition. I mean, it's really time consuming. But for pickers who can go to those things and spend some time looking through the boxes, they can find some really good photos. And it doesn't matter if they're photos of famous people right. or, you know, the, of course that doesn't hurt either, but a lot of regular family photographs can have value because they show things like hairstyles and fashions and their period pieces and show people in their, uh, with their hobbies, you know, maybe sure. with a horse or a car or, or tradesmen, something like that. All of those things uh, have value uh, as photographs, and they're fun to go through those boxes and collect. But you, in a big box of photos, you can usually buy the whole box mm -hmm. for, I don't know, if there's 100, 200 photos in there, sometimes you can get them for 10 bucks, you know, yeah. for, for a box or less, five bucks for a box. I mean, mm -hmm. I at auctions, I've often bought box lots for $2 because the auctioneers wait till the end of the auction to mm -hmm. bring this stuff to the block. And most of the people are gone. People don't care. The auctioneer wants to get it over with and get it done and they've got their money. So they'll sell this box for two bucks. And I've made some of my best buys by just waiting it out at an auction. But you buy these things for what might come down to 10 cents or a dollar or $2 per picture and sometimes you can sell them for 
a hundred bucks or fifty sure. bucks, even if it's only ten or twelve, if you paid a dollar for it, that's a pretty good gross right. profit margin on the on the photo. And at an estate sale, most of the people who are coming in there are looking for uh, the big popular items like glass and ceramics and uh, collectibles and action figures and that kind of thing. And and uh, the ephemera pickers can have a field day in yep. those places. And I think that, that that's what appeals to me about this uh, the whole business. Tell me, tell me about photos that you acquired. How did you get them? How did you price them? Uh, how did mm -hmm. you go about selling them? Give us uh, okay, an sure. idea of what you did. Well, I have to share with you that I actually gained my best education about photos was from the CEO at WorthPoint. Will Seifel. Will Seifel. And right. he, I, I organize and um, head up the treasure hunts for WorthPoint. Mm -hmm. And when we would go out on these treasure hunts and we would all gather around Will to see what he was going to pick, he mm -hmm. would head right for the scrapbooks Mm -hmm. And uh, the shoe boxes full of postcards mm -hmm. and photographs. And it was really interesting to watch him in action as he would go through these these boxes and these um, especially um, what I learned from him was the the photo albums that mm -hmm. I never even thought to look at in the past. Right. And the scrapbooks, and then he would flip through the page of the scrapbooks and then make them an offer and negotiate the price on the entire scrapbook. Right. And, right. of course, he would walk away with fantastic photos. So I started using his style, and, in fact, I just recently acquired uh, from a local auctioneer in Ocala, Florida, and I won a scrapbook full of photos. The fun thing about sorting through these photos I've learned is – I've take I've ripped the whole page out and then I would list the entire page mm -hmm. and leave the photos in place. Mm -hmm. um, if they were easily to re remove, I would flip them over and try to see if there's any writing on the back, any hint of names. One particular page had a girl that had, she was on a motorcycle. She had a big um, seven sixties kind of hairstyle mm -hmm. and all I knew was her name was Linda and it was, mm -hmm. so I went ahead and listed Linda. I just put Linda in the title, motorcycle, seven sixties, 1950s, 1960s, and kind of dated it a little bit. I didn't know anything about it. And I sold them for $45. <laughs> How many pictures were on there? It was four. Four. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, you just never know. It's, it's challenging sometimes. And I also have seen people on eBay. I don't know if you attended one of my webinars about um, selling crazy things on eBay and the odd side of eBay where people would get a photograph and there was one of a, of a baby and they, they said in the listing that they thought the, the photograph was possessed. <laughs> or it was supernatural. And uh -huh. they made up this entire story about the baby that was making the flower and the photo rise and blah, blah, blah. But it, it, they had it up for quite a few dollars on eBay. I don't know if it sold, uh -huh. actually. But it uh -huh. was funny uh -huh. to, to, to get creative with photographs. Right. And creative with the story? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Are you familiar with uh, the significant object? 
project? I'm not. This was, uh, oh, it's about 10 or 12 years ago. And here's the hypothesis of the significant object project, that storytelling can transform insignificant objects into significant ones. And the gist of, of the experiment was that imaginative descriptions can bring better eBay prices, which is exactly what you're saying here. Uh, curators of the project would go into thrift stores and garage sales, and for no more than a few dollars, they'd buy little tchotchkes and, you know, just cheap little things. And then they would pair an object with a participating writer. And the writer would write a fictional story, whatever they wanted to, to write, mm -hmm. about the object. Mm. And here's what happened. Each, each of those objects was then listed on eBay uh, with the story and uh, pictures of the object. But instead of a factual description, they used the fictional story. And now uh, they were very careful to avoid the impression that the story was a true one. And the intent of the project wasn't to defraud anyone or, or perpetrate sure. a hoax. But the total purchase price of all these objects was like 130 some dollars. It's all the details are on their website. But they netted over $3,400 for these things. My goodness. And all based on the story, uh, which as I, th I think about photographs and buying photographs, of course, you don't have to write a piece of fiction with, with every one. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the ways that I analyze a photo if I'm going through a box. Of course, there's the factual things like, do I know where this is or who this is? Who, what, when, where, why? I wonder what what's going on in this picture? What What's happening? Is mm -hmm. there a story behind it? And if you can connect yourself to the to the story in the picture and get that across to potential buyers in your description, I think it makes a huge difference in the price you get for the, for the photo. Sure. Absolutely. And then the photos that are celebrities, um, I've learned that you want to check and see if they're common. Like Babe Ruth has a, had a lot of photos that were pretty common. He would just pass them out at all the events. So there's a ton of them out there. Right. So it's not as valuable. And then I have a consignment client that actually sent me some photos. And I thought it was interesting because he had his photos on their own. They were not valuable. But he he bought signed checks and we could do mm -hmm. a whole nother podcast on that. But he bought signed checks on eBay or somewhere that went to, that were by the person in the photo. Like there's one I have on there now from Gunsmoke. It's a lady from Gunsmoke. And, mm -hmm. and then he just put the check with the photograph. And then now the value went up a little bit and right. it, it gave it um, a little bit more history. Another thing I had recently sold just when the pandemic hit and eBay sales slowed down, everything was slow. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I sold an autograph photo of Wilt Chamberlain for $250. Hmm. And I thought, who in the world is worried about buying a photograph of Wilt Chamberlain right now? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. But you just never know. Well, that's true. With eBay, you can never tell when lightning will strike. I'll tell you what, uh, this is a good spot to take a break. 
uh, for a word from our sponsor. But we'll be right back with more tips on flipping vintage photos. Hold tight. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, when you were watching uh, Will Seipel do his thing at shows and fairs and go through these boxes, what did you notice about the process that he used and how did you adapt that process into your own searching through boxes and such and, and albums? What do you look for as you go through and evaluate vintage photos? Well, I noticed that Will would pay attention to not only the person in the photo, but he mm -hmm. would pay attention to the background mm -hmm. and where possibly, you know, the photo could be taken. I think that that can help determine value. Um, I know Will was also trying to build um, the History and Photo database. Right. So he was looking for all types of photos, including um, glass. I don't know what they're called exactly. Plates, glass plates. Is glass the, plates. Yeah. He would be looking for ev everything you can imagine on mm -hmm. background scenery versus the the person just standing there with a smile. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's not much story behind the person. Mm -hmm. So I, I started paying attention to landscapes and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, for example, here in Florida, we used to have a place called Six Gun Territory. Mm -hmm. And I can remember going there as a kid when I lived in Illinois, and we would travel and do Disney and Six Gun Territory. And Six Gun Territory is not there anymore. Now it's a shopping center. Mm -hmm. And I have family photos from Six Gun Territory, my mom and dad and I, and it's, you can see the gunfighters and the Six Gun Territory in the background. So those photos I could probably sell for, it, they would be desirable to the folks that remember Six Gun Territory, not because they want to look at us, but they want to get, capture that moment in time. So you're right. It's fascinating for the memory that it would hold for someone collecting that kind of thing. And there are other things that people collect and have interest in where photographs would augment their collection. Folks who collect railroad memorabilia, mm -hmm. lanterns and, and that sort of thing, caps and plates and cups, photographs are a perfect complement to that collection automobile enthusiasts and yep. you know, all the, the different things, uh, areas that collectors involve themselves in. Photographs have an appeal to those groups. Sure. Yes. I, I think it's a fascinating industry and it's a fascinating style of uh, collectors that collect photographs. And some people don't collect photographs, but they actually collect 
the memorabilia involved in the photographs. So that's why they end up purchasing that photo to complete a collection. Right. So when you're going through the box, other than uh, through boxes of photographs, other than the image themselves, how do you analyze the physical photograph? Well, it's always helpful when people write something on the back. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, my grandmother, that was like her pet peeve before she passed away, that she wanted to make sure all of her photos were documented. Oh, <laughs> and good, good thinking. Yeah. So she made sure that so that everybody, you know, future generations would know great, great aunt, whoever, and, and you know, know who everybody was. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about that is when, especially last names, so if you turn, you flip a photo over and it's got even just Gertrude um, Jacobson. Mm-hmm. And then if you try to decode, you know, the year or get an idea based on the clothing or the style. But the important thing is that you want to include that name in that title or in that description or both, because right. there are people out there that collect that family name. And really, there are people that on eBay, you can actually adjust your um, alerts so that you get notices if anybody lists anything with that name, or if anybody lists something with that location or whatever, whatever you collect, so Hmm. that you get notices right away. And I've learned that from listing postcards from a town where I grew up called Coal City, Illinois. And I I had a bunch of um, postcards from my grandmother that I listed. And here, the museum had that on their alert. So the museum, every time I would list something, the museum would be in there buying it. So Interesting. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have all types of keywords that are found on the photo. Don't say, well, I'm not going to bother putting Gertrude in there because, right. you know, you may be missing a sale. What other kind of things do you check for? Well, condition is important mm-hmm. if it's ripped or or faded or there's stains on it. So condition is important Mm -hmm. and you follow your instincts. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. Do you look for negatives or negatives a bonus? I don't, I have not gotten involved in negatives. I know that Will does. um, Will Seiple. Yes, he does like negatives. And Mm -hmm. um, of course it's so that he can reproduce Right. The, the the photos. I have not gotten involved in that. Have you? No, I'm a little bit gun shy about that, although I might start um, looking into it a little closer. Will, of course, has been, you know, collecting that sort of thing for decades. Right. He's, you know, one of, one of the real experts in the field. That's it. For me, I I'm a little bit concerned about the copyright implications. If I buy a picture, a physical positive of a picture, and uh, there are negatives, I can sell the positive and I can sell the negatives. But I'd have to be real careful about reproducing prints from the negatives. Uh, it's very similar to, to buying a book. If I buy a book, I can 
sell the book to somebody else. The entire resale industry is based on being able to resell physical objects that you buy. But it's a completely different thing for me to scan the pages of these books and republish the book. There are people that do it for books that are out of copyright, but there are just too many ins and outs of uh, copyrights. Like everybody has a right to their image. And if a photographer goes to a wedding and takes pictures of the wedding and, uh, you know, gives the package to the bride and the groom, the bride and the groom own the pictures and they may even own the negatives, but they don't own the copyright. Uh, Hmm. I'm not a lawyer. Let me me say this. I'm not an intellectual property lawyer, but I will say that the subject is too complicated to talk about in a 20-minute podcast. (laughs) (laughs) uh, People take classes in law school on Mm. this subject and and make it their specialty. So I will not pretend to know all the ins and outs, but I do know enough about it to be a little bit gun-shy, and I'd have to make sure if, if I were to do it that I was on solid ground. Sure. So you don't mess with negatives then? No. Photos are definitely worth flipping. I think they are too. I think the profits in flipping photos are real good and they're so easy to find. They're just so easy to find. I just wanted to mention too, there's that retro look, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that retro look of the kitchen with the interesting tabletops and the interesting appliances. And if you can mm-hmm. get a, a photo with the lady in the kitchen with the apron on and, mm-hmm. and has all that interesting decor in the background, right? that makes right. for a good flip. Wow. But yeah, anything, images that have a historic time and place, those are great. Or emotions. Uh, the looks on people's faces. Yes. Uh, trades. Someone's working on their job. Uh, yes. A mechanic or a dentist or a piano tuner or something like that. All those make really good things to collect. To flip. To flip. Exactly. <laughs> if you know what people are collecting, that makes it easier to pick photographs. Makes you, When you go through the box, you can say, oh, I, these sell and these sell, and these mm-hmm. sell. Yes. Uh, so it's worth it for anyone interested in getting into uh, flipping photographs or picking photographs. It's a great idea to spend some time on eBay looking through sold items for various types of photographs, and you'll see what, what people are buying, and you'll see what they're paying for it. So the bottom line is what, Dana? Yeah, so the bottom line is when you go out um, treasure hunting, you definitely want to look for those scrapbooks and those photo albums and those shoe boxes and and all of those um, jewelry boxes that people store their photos in because you never know you may you may find that big money that big ticket photo to flip. That's right. And even if you doubt the profits in flipping run-of-the-mill photographs can be good if you know what to look for. So don't pass up the opportunity when you're there at a flea market or an estate sale. Take the time to go through these boxes and, and see what's in them. And don't be afraid of photos. It's a great opportunity. Well, Dana, it's been fun. And uh, we'd like to thank our listeners for being with us today and uh, hope to see you again next week. Thanks. Thank you. 
Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.